America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. Yeah, fuck serial killers. Fuck crooked politicians and police. Number one is drug abusers. So you're going to fuck them all? Think about that. I am. Or even, they kill you if you use drugs. That's crazy. Welcome to the Daily Addict Podcast, everybody. It's your boy, Tim, and your boy, Dave. What's up? What's up, my brother? Nothing. My new smoking friend. Nothing, man. Nothing. You know, you want to hear a funny joke? Yeah. The drug war. <laughs> it's a losing battle. What, what? At what point do you give up, man? At what point are you sitting there? Say you are the drug war facilitators and you're sitting in your, you know, on your. Spit it out. <laughs> in all seriousness. At what point do you wave the right the white flag when your country is now defeated? If if this is a real war and it's it's lost in every measurable way, how do you continue forward? How bad do you want your job? That is so true. <laughs> that's that's true. Never admit it. Fake it till you make it. We could make more jobs, though, if you legalize drugs. That's my argument. Good-paying government jobs? Possibly, through regulation. If you spent that money regulating and treating, you're still spending the same amount of money, but maybe you're making money because you're taxing stuff or you're, you know, yeah, working exports with other countries and shit. Every billion dollars of cocaine that comes in, like every single day, the government's getting two hundred million. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. And who wouldn't love that? <laughs> who wouldn't? This love guy. That? <laughs> God, I love cocaine. <laughs> so that much. would be you. Would not be upset. No, at something like that. No. Neither would I. No, it'd be good. It could work like that, man. It really could. We've been having a lot of activity on Twitter. You can check all the stories from this episode at Daily Addict Show. We posted them all so you can follow along. If you want to be geeky like that, that's okay. I still love you, but I would probably do it. I would follow along with that. I think that would be fun. Yeah, you would. I mean, I have nothing else better to do. Not myself. I wouldn't listen to myself, but I'll listen to you. That's cool, man. I listen to you. Right now, you're in my mic. Well, that's that's always a good thing, man. So We're rocking this shit. All right, so getting into the first story. Yeah. This is about Mexico's new drug war, and this is on the Associated Press. You could catch it. Like I said, on our Twitter feed, their new drug war may be worse than the old one. How so? 
Oh, I'll tell you exactly how so. According to this, the drug war appears to be back and worse than this time than the bloody years of the government's 2016 through 2012 offensive against the cartels. So my understanding is the president quit funding the drug war. Right. Because he was like, we're spending too much money. It's not helping. There's just more death. There's more chaos. And there's drugs still getting in and out of the country. I can't control that shit. And his name is, uh, I know it's some kind of, uh, he has his own acronym or something. Yeah, it's like five names. It's AWOL or something. Either way, we'll get to that part. Back then, the worst of the violence was confined confined only to a few cities, but now it's spread throughout the country. And once it wasn't uncommon for gangs to kill adults but leave children unharmed, now the killing of children alongside their parents has become all too frequent. What does that tell you? A lot of things, but what? What does it tell you? That's what I'm asking. It tells me that it's until they can get to the point where it's legal and regulated, they're going to have these issues no matter what they do. It's getting worse, obviously. Right. If it was legal here, who would want to bring it in if the prices were fair? You could cut all, cut all smuggling down. Yeah. Yeah, you can cut all these all these unnecessary death. That's yep. pretty sad. Perhaps one of the most disconcerting change, um, the bloody cartel violence outraged Mexicans and captured international attention for the drug war, which saw 27,000 homicides during its peak in 2011. That's a lot. That's like a war. That's like... Uh, a lot of killing. That's a lot of homicide. I mean, homicide detectives are in overtime in Mexico. They ain't. But what are you doing? How? What are you doing to thwart it? Because according to this, even though the number of Mexico's homicides soared to nearly 35,000 last year, the bloodshed seems to draw less attention. So nobody's really getting involved in this thing. I think a lot of countries aren't going to get involved we kind of have to because we're kind of connected. Yeah. I wonder how much, how many drugs come through Mexico to America. Not just Mexican product, but Colombian product, Chinese product. You could probably never get a real number. No. No. Um, it's left them, now they're in a conundrum because they funded the drug war, that didn't work. They pulled the funding from the drug war. That didn't work. So now they're going right back into it. Um, It was evident um, that the oil industry city in the Gulf Gulf Coast called Kotzakaleos. Man, I don't even know how to say that. That's a lot of of consonants in that. But anyways, um, where the residents, and I I don't mean to offend any Spanish-speaking people, I just don't speak it, but this is a tough name in Mexico. Right. I mean, in Spanish, you know, Spanish. See, si. <laughs> no, I don't. Right. Late Tuesday, suspected members of the, uh, Walesco, Walesco cartel showed up at the Caballo Blanco nightclub, blocked its exits and set a fire that killed 28 people trapped inside possibly because the owner had refused to stop selling drugs for from another gang. 
They don't give a fuck over there, man. Dude, that's just horrific. That's like Goodfellas movie type shit. That's, that's like probably um, a good dirty. business to be in is like the death business. Yeah. Like mortuaries and casket makers. And right. Yeah, down there is it's sad, man. There's so much death. It's probably you probably don't get you probably can never get used to that. That's a lot of trauma to go through. They could never agree on a place to move, in part because the violence is now a problem across much of Mexico. So now it was, you know, it was in a few select city border town type places, and now it's just everywhere, just spread. Um, all the Mexico cities, uh, Tijuana, Reynosa, Nuevo Laredo, and it also makes it harder to control because they can't, they can't get their arms around it now. Obviously, you, you you know that if you have something unregulated, ungoverned, and you're trying to suppress it, and the flow is coming in, and there's nothing you could do to stop people from growing and cultivating and distributing this stuff, then really, it's just frustrating. It's got to be frustrating on both sides. Another disturbing trend is that the young children are being gunned down by killers targeting adults. And now the children are being killed at a chilling frequency. Some of them are teens. Some of them are younger than that. Um, But they made headlines last year when a man, his wife, and three children were gunned down by the drug cartel. In contrast, the shooting of three uh, Sudad Juarez girls drew less attention. But really, what the story is saying here is when they stopped funding the drug war, they didn't have a plan what to do with the drugs. All they did was just took the police off the streets against drugs. They didn't put into account a regulated market where people could still access drugs. They never allowed for that. If you take away some, if you unfund something like that, you have to have a plan. You can't just be like one day. I don't want this program to work anymore. I'm just going to stop funding it and not do anything about it. So of course they're, they're in the same place they were before. Probably, probably worse now. Yeah. I mean, how many more people started dealing drugs or whatever since they're like, Oh shit. Now we can't go to jail. Yeah. It made it spread, actually. It was what they did because they never gave anybody a path to legal, you know, a legal use for it. Oh, that's their president's. Their president's um, is AMLO. Yeah, AMLO. Yeah, AMLO is Andreas Manuel Lopez Orbador. Orbador. Must have been a long-ass ballot. Because you got to put their full name on there. Uh, and what he's saying is now, he's saying only the people can save the people. So he's saying, you know, there has to be a change of the culture culture, and for them to, you know, self-govern each other, I guess. I don't know. We have to look out for each other and report crimes more. Yeah, because that, that, that worked in every other country. <laughs> What a bunch of bullshit. I think he's on the take. 
I think he's on. Oh, the I'm take. sure he is. I'm calling that right now, man. When that story comes out, we're gonna big. hit it. We're gonna hit it big. We're gonna <laughs> say, hey, Amlo, Amlo's been on the take. Because why else would you pull funding to fight something like that and not give a path for regulation and let it fester for a year or two and then all of a sudden be like, shit, that didn't work? I would have been ramping up. Think about that. Right to the north of your country, you have the most addicts in the world in one concentrated area. (laughs) Dude, ramp up. Quit fun. Quit funding the drug war. Start put all that money into funding Drugs. fucking farmers. Yeah. You can grow all that shit down there. You can grow everything. They got the climate. Maybe they don't have the climate for cocaine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think but so. But they definitely got the climate for like poppies. Hey, poppy. Hey, poppy. <laughs> grow everything there, man. Fuck it. I think they're I think they missed out on an opportunity. I think so. Yeah. Then, you know. They'll come back around. Right. So the next story that we're going to go into, um, it's about growing marijuana. It's a story about growing marijuana. There's one thing that you should be very weary of when growing marijuana. Yeah, for sure. If you're growing where it can snow, you got to sing the song. Snow, 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 snow. It could be cocaine snow, but this is actually real snow that we're talking about. Oh, that's too bad. And this is actually a, a sad story like the last one. We kind of come in with music that's throwing you off, but we're trying to keep you on your toes. We don't want you to get bored. So um, this is coming from the CT Post. Colorado pot grower loses 20,000 plants due to early snow. Ouch. Catch it on your Twitter feed. Twitter. A Colorado marijuana grower lost about 20,000 plants worth millions of dollars because of an early winter storm that says impacted the uh, the effect of the state's legal pot supply. How many millions are 20,000 plants worth? I don't know. You got to figure maybe you're... Depends. It depends. Here we go with math. Well, let's just say they're getting... Well, it depends if he's vertically integrated. If he's just harvesting the plants and selling them to a processor, he's making less. But if he's got the processing and the retail side, then he's making a lot more. So that would be the, it could be, it could vary. It could vary from $100 a plant, which it says millions, but he's probably, you know, let's go on and figure out if he's in it. The company employees say retailers and processors could face higher wholesale cannabis prices. But extractors are expected to benefit by gaining access to additional plant material to manufacture goods such as infused marijuana products, edibles, and concentrates. So the the Pueblo-based Los Suenos Farms lost the plants because of sub-freezing temperatures and several inches of snow earlier this month. So that's early October, and they got snowed on right at the end. That has to suck because you're ready to harvest at that point. And 20,000 plants, just say they're a pound a plant. That's 20,000 pounds. Say on the low end, it's 500 a pound. That's a million bucks right there. 20,000 times 500. It might be 10 million. I don't know. My math is bad. But it could, it's, it's a lot of money. 
regardless. So those are some things you got to think about. This is where all this comes to play, you guys, is when you have an industry that's taking off like cannabis and it's going from zero to 100 in the last 10 years. It's still going. It's still, we're right, you know, we're in the middle of this thing. We haven't, we haven't flattened out of here yet. But when you get into these endeavors, you always have to get a risk assessment. You have to know, am I planting it here? Yes. How is the soil? Is it drained? Is it tiled? Is there, is there a way to water in case of drought? Do I have a plan in case of mold? My harvesting equipment breaks. Do I have a plan for that? Do I have a plan for, and for, you got to be able to plan for snow. What happens if it snows? You have no fucking recourse. I got an idea. Somebody should invent marijuana insurance for growers and hemp's. I think they're allowed to be insured, f- f- like from the government, even. So I think Are that's they? on. I think that's on even its way. Even from marijuana, that's on its. I believe it's on its way. Yeah, but they should have had it. Maybe. They should have had it already. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's a great idea. I and mean, they got crop insurance, but I'm sure there's some kind of stipulation that says. I heard about the federal government saying that they would allow a hemp crop to be. So I don't know if it's cannabis or hemp. So, oh, yeah, cannabis, cannabis is, is illegal. illegal on the federal level. Dude. Exactly. Fuck. It would have to be a state insured. Dude, that's a great idea. It is a great idea because they don't have it. We're going to fucking, uh, we should fucking start a. About to cut kick, this part out of the podcast. Kickstarter. Yeah. Kickstarter, start that up. Don't be taking our ideas, man. No, no, not at all. We're gonna ask for their support anyways when when the hemp comes. We got some shit rolling in the hemp industry here that we're gonna be, you know, promoting on the show and coming out with with our extra time that we have because we have so much of it. Yeah, time. We got projects all the time. So, my whole point is on some of this stuff. When you scale up, when you do things in a way, you have to have a risk assessment. And I wonder how much of the the this was assessed for snow. The interesting thing is in Colorado. It's Colorado. <laughs> it's gonna get snow. It's gonna get yeah. But the other thing that's interesting is uh another thing is employees say they tried to salvage the marijuana by covering the plants with blankets and using hot water to keep the roots warm. Mm. At least they tried. Yeah, they tried something. I would say there's have to be something that you can do. I don't know what that would be at this point, but there's got to be something you can do other than having it in greenhouses or whatever to protect from the snow. I mean, you cover it all with plastic or but that's a lot of plants. Yeah. It would be hard. A dome. Yeah, there would have to be something or just don't just don't grow it where it can snow. Right. I love you, Colorado, but. All right, we're going to go into our final story of the day, and this one's a doozy. Doozy. This is down in Florida. Love Florida. I love Florida, too, man. Any people in Florida that listen, we love you. I want to give a shout-out to my boy Snoop down in Florida. Damn. He might be listening to us right now. Could be. Yep. 
That's my dog. <laughs> what up? Anyway, this is in the USA Today. And this is a Florida man who called the sheriff's office to report stolen marijuana. And the deputy's response said, stop calling, bitch. So how'd that call go, you think? (laughs) Well, right here, it says that the man's roommate stole his marijuana. And he keeps calling the police to report it. And I think the call might have went, might have been interesting. Probably. I, I can imagine being the 911 operator on the other side of that. You should be that. I will be that. Let me let me call you. Call me. Hello, <laughs> Pasco <laughs> Sheriff nine one one. Oh, hold on. Hey, I want to make a call. Can I? Can I? Hello, Pasco Sheriff nine one one. Can I help you, sir? Yeah, I just had something stolen. What did you have stolen, sir? Well, it's a long story. Well, you're calling nine one one, sir. Is an emergency or not? Because Pasco. Pasco County sheriffs are very busy right now putting people in jail for illegal drugs. Well, that's the thing. Is it was marijuana? It's marijuana, sir. You have marijuana? Oh, no, I did, but it got stolen. Let's start off. Sir, what is your name? Oh, um, can I be anonymous? No, sir. No, we don't have time for that. This is a serious matter. If you talk yeah, this about is. you're right. Yes. You're right. So we need to know, are you safe? Are you in a safe environment? Or are they trying to force you to smoke the marijuana, sir? Well, that's the thing is my roommate stole $20 worth. Excuse me? Yeah. Excuse me? Your, your roommate stole $20 worth of marijuana from you? Yes. Is that like a felony? Sir... We I just need an officer. Sir, we can't dispatch an officer for $20 worth of marijuana. That ain't going to make the news. Is there any more? Do you have any more? No. Well, then don't call back until you have something that's new, newsworthy. <laughs> probably went just like that. It probably did. I don't know where I came with the Southern accent. Is that a Florida accent? I think I did pretty good on this. I think shit. you did. Yeah. But anyways, that's definitely how they answer. Hello, hello. Oh, hey, now <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff County nine one one. All right. So I received a call. A guy's calling in saying his roommate stole his weed, about twenty dollars worth. He's upset. He calls nine one one. So I've got him on call and tell him to quit calling about this weed. So I'm glad the sheriff stood up and didn't just you know use it as a petty way to go get involved in somebody's because really they could have did that they could have been like well where'd you get the weed well i mean this dude has a video on here the cop all right well let's play it let's play the video well that's the thing is where did it go i got it right there i got it right here i got it right here go ahead you have to turn it up on the oh it's already okay yeah all right so i just fall um the guy's calling it 
call someone about this weed. So, keeps calling over $20 a weed. If I was that sheriff, I would have said, dude, give me your address. I'll come over and give you the 20 Yeah. Yeah, or here. Here's the here's what I took off somebody earlier today. Right. I'll just give it to you. Yeah, because it's just weed. Yeah, it's just weed. I was going to smoke it, but. Fuck it. I took this from probably your roommate i was gonna take it i took it from the evidence locker and i was gonna tell him a mouse ate it yeah yeah because mice can eat like tons of it yeah in a night exactly they all gotta get their shorts this this guy's a young officer though if this guy came up to me talking about hey you know quit calling i'd be like bitch bitch i'm older than you i know you're young call your fucking mom yeah call your mom tell her you're out too late (laughs) playing sheriff so thank everyone. I want to thank everyone for, for tuning in and downloading and giving us good reviews. We've had some amazing reviews on iTunes. We've had some amazing messages and tweets from people out there. And we really enjoy it. We like to hear your story. We like to read them. We like to get feedback. So we really appreciate all that because uh, it's been going well. This episode. We should give us some Give some uh, love out to the people, yeah. People who supported us, the- no. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we can do do that for sure. We want to. Um, we can just start off by maybe some of the guests we've had on. Yeah, you know what I mean. We got yeah, Claudia Mirandi, Justin Neal. Um, we've had Ben Watson. We've had uh, from Australia Truth dot org Matt Frazier. We've had Chad. We've had Mike Biggs, Swerth Dog. Damn. We've had a lot, man. This is all our, our 50th episode, which we'll be releasing next week, is going to be more of the same, but some of the new. We're going to give you some of our highlights, or we're going to give you an overall. We're going to do a special episode about the length of the drug war, along with Maybe some of the highlights from the first forty-nine episodes. If you haven't listened to every one, we understand. I know how I know how podcasting works. I listen to podcasts. Wait, no, time out. Yeah, there's no apologies, man. We make these under forty-five minutes so people can listen to them. That's true. If you start one, finish it. Exactly. No excuses. It, this is all contrived. This ain't by accident. We got thirty-minute to forty-minute podcasts. Listen to it on your way to work. That's one of the biggest things we get back from people is you have good content, you get to the point on it, and it's a 30-minute podcast. I don't have to I don't have to listen to it in three sessions or right. four sessions. I can listen to it on the way to work. So that's our goal um, is to give you these stories, gain a following, and make a small movement on this thing because this is stuff we really believe in. So if you believe in it, you can help us. We can help you. We'll relay the stories. We'll cover the things. If you don't agree with us, just let us know. We want to know. We don't want to just have listeners that agree with us all the time. You want to be more. on? You want to be on the show? You got something to say? Hit us up on Twitter. Oh yeah, we're always on Twitter almost every day. So we love special guests. Anybody yeah. who supports the drug war can come on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that'd be cool. It can be anybody. We're open to whatever. We like to yeah, collaborate. You yeah, you do. But let's give let's give some sh- let's give some shout outs <laughs> to some of our people. Um 
you know, we want to give a shout out to our one of our main boys from the beginning, Clouded Judgment, up in Canada. Yeah, it's done. Get his shit. That's our that's See our boy it. right there. Yes, we See actually. Sitting right I'm there. actually looking at the at the package that was uh, turned away from customs of the pottle that we're that we're sending to uh, to this gentleman. And really, we should retry to do that instead of this being a sign of failure sitting in front of us. We should right. keep going on this. You should and make it get there. I could even meet you in Windsor, dog. You think you can just smuggle it? That would be funny. We should try to. I'd love to send it with marijuana in it for him because I know he's a smoker. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That would. Um, Also, we got some some other some other people that we'd like to send some love to. We got our boy Brendan out there on Psycho Not. He's Psycho for Not from Twitter. He listens to us. He wants to talk about psychedelics. Speaking of psychedelics, I was going to save this for another episode because it's covered in itself, but I need to announce it now. Announce it. Chicago Mm. decriminalized psilocybin. And the news didn't even cover it, dog. Wow. The news didn't even cover it. They did it like two weeks ago, Friday. Damn. A week ago, Friday. A week ago, Friday. Everybody's on mushrooms there? No, they just, just, yeah, they decriminalized it. You can't get arrested for possessing, having psilocybin in the city of Chicago. That's probably the biggest city so far now. I think it's bigger than Oakland. Now everybody's new growing mushrooms in their basement. Dude, that would be so awesome. People need to have more mushroom experiences. They do. People need to get out of their own head sometimes. They do. All right, man. I think that's a good show. I appreciate everything everybody's done thus far. See, we kept that shit under a half hour, man. Just for you guys. That's for us too, man. Yeah, I like everybody. It. I love it. It's for everybody. We like to spread the love. The love is spreading like herpes. Check us out. Episode 50 coming up. Next. It's going to be big. Huge.